arrival in that moment was the love of God. In God's house. It's beyond that. Not all of you clapped. It's beyond that. It's the best day. Amen. Hallelujah. It's Resurrection Sunday after all. Yeah. We only get to celebrate Resurrection Sunday every week. Right? Amen. It's a joy to be able to share with you and to take you on a journey through some of the greatest passages of Scripture. There's so much that happened on the, on the, on the days between the cross and the resurrection. It's amazing the set of events that happened. Paul paints a picture of what Jesus did for us in Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. He said, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is the important part. Who gave himself? I mean, that's, wow. He gave himself. They, they didn't, nobody killed him because they wanted to. He gave himself. And why? For our sins. He gave himself for our sins. Yours and mine, to deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of the Father. Wow. In Colossians 1.13, it says this, he has, delivered, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. That's pretty incredible. From the power of darkness. From all the grips of the enemy. He has delivered us. Right? Today, you are delivered. Well, one of you anyway. He has delivered us. Amen. And he has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Wow. All of that. And it was according to the will of the father. Hmm. Let me ask you some questions. Was Jesus sick for all 33 years of his life on earth? No. Yet, it says he bore our sicknesses and carried our sorrows. Carried our pain. When did that happen? Think about that. It happened on the cross. Was he cursed by God for 33 years of his life? No. But yet, he redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Galatians 3.13 For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So when did Jesus become cursed? On the cross. When he hung on the tree. But was Jesus in sin for 33 years of his life on earth? No. So when did he become sin? On the cross. It says in 1 Corinthians 5.21, For our sakes he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. Was Jesus poor for 33 years of his life? No. In 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet he became poor for our sake, so that through his poverty you might become rich. Wow. When did he become poor? Not on the cross. He took our poverty on the cross. 
said that wrong, but got it. I would say the same thing. At the same time he became sick, the same time he became sin, the same time he became cursed, the same time he became poor, he did all of that on the cross. Now if what I'm telling you is true, that's really good news. Really good news. Amen? I'd encourage you to be like the Bereans. You remember them in the book of Acts? Paul encouraged them because they eagerly searched the scriptures to see if what he said was true. Sin, sickness, curse of the law, demonic oppression, torment, poverty, they're not part of God's creation. They're a result of the fall of man. Jesus lived free from all of those things for 33 years. And then he purchased our freedom. He exchanged all of those things that we might have all he had. Look at Matthew one twenty one. It says, for you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The American religious interpretation of that is, just accept Christ and you'll go to heaven. But Matthew was teaching that Jesus will save his people from their sins, from the effect, every effect of sin. Matthew had a little bit different perspective. He wasn't writing to American people when he wrote the gospel. I don't understand why, but he wasn't. He was writing to the Jewish people who thought a little bit differently than we think. They saw sin as having a holistic effect. Covered every area of their lives. It affected everything about them. Not just a little part, not just a little part over here, but it affected all of their lives. Jesus set us free from the effects of sin. Take a few minutes and read Deuteronomy. Not right now, you don't need to read it. But take a few minutes today and read Deuteronomy 28, 1-14 and see that obedience to God under the Old Covenant brought blessings on your life in areas of favor, finances, fertility, protection, reputation, health, long life, all kinds of things, angelic protection, you name it. Aside from the specific blessings mentioned there, I want to just highlight a couple of summary statements in Deuteronomy 28. In verse 2 it says, All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Have you ever been overtaken by blessings? Should be. Blessed, in verse 6 it says, Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. And either way you go, you're going to get blessed. Verse, 11, verse 8 says, The Lord will command a blessing on you. Verse 11 says, The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. Verse 12 and 13, You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you, will not, you shall, not, shall only go up and not be beneath. But now we have a new and a better covenant built on better promises than Deuteronomy. Amen? It's Biblically, biblically irresponsible to say Jesus only paid for the forgiveness of my sins on the cross. The Jews thought about sins more holistically than that. I like what Michael Brown, um, a premier Hebrew scholar, summarized the work of Jesus. He said, the whole man has been wholly healed. Amen? Um, let's say someone was drowning in the ocean. 
and you saw them. You wouldn't just say, well, I want to save that person, but I don't really think that their clothes or their money or this or that are important. So if you take your stuff off, then I'll save you. No, you wouldn't do that, would you? You'd jump in and save the guy. That's exactly the picture of the word redemption. God jumped in. He reached down into our mess and he pulled us up out of it and established it on kingdom life, kingdom principles. He made the life of his kingdom available to us. Amen? That's how most... But most people just use salvation as the forgiveness of sins only. But healing, emotional health, financial prosperity, all of those things are part of the kingdom. He died for the whole thing. The whole thing. You, you, you receive those blessings by faith, through grace. At the, at the cross, Jesus got what we deserve. And you get what he at the cross, Jesus got what you deserved. And you got what he deserved. Not fair, but it's called grace. That's grace to us. Look at some of what he did. The crucified Christ paid a high price for us. And the resurrected Christ secured a free gift for us. And Jesus became sin so that you could become the righteousness of God. Romans 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteous of God in him. He carried our sickness and pain and that by his stripes we could be healed. In Isaiah 55, 53.5 it says he was bruised for our sickness by chastisement of our peace was upon him. Matthew 8.16.17 Took our infirmities and he bore our sickness. Jesus became cursed by the law so that we could be redeemed from the curse and walk in covenant blessings. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit of faith. He became poor so that you could become rich. We read that verse already in 2 Corinthians 8 9. It says, For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, his poverty, might become rich. He, he, he deals with us emotionally. He heals our broken hearts. He sets, our, sets us free from addiction. He delivers us from depression. All of these things, Jesus says across, He sets people free from deception that He might bring darkness to light, bring those from darkness to light. I like that verse that we read it already, but Colossians 1.13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Wow. Jesus frees people from demonic bondage and torment. He, in every way, he sets us free. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Hmm. 
The reason the Son of God appeared in 1 John 3, 8, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. He came to defeat the enemy, expose his works, reverse his curse. Is sickness and poverty and lack from the devil or from God? Think about that. There's two job descriptions in the Bible. I've come to give you life, or the thief has come to steal and kill and destroy. Which one are you following? God is good, and the devil is bad. It's that simple. God is good, and he did so much for us. He taught his disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth, as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Heaven is our model for life and ministry. It's, the, it's where God's will is done perfectly, and he wants it to be that way here. There isn't any sickness or poverty or sin or torment in heaven. And he said, that's what my will is for you here. He, Jesus focused his followers to pray, God, we see what you're like, what your life, what your kingdom is like, and we want it to be down here. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, when God brought Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, was it full of thorns and thistles? No, it was full of lush green plants, abundant garden with plenty. Or when God took the Israelites into the promised land, did they find a land with dust bunnies and tumbleweeds? No, they found a land flowing with milk and honey. God desires that we prosper spirit, soul, and body. And that's what Jesus paid for. And that's what we celebrate when we celebrate the resurrection. I mean, what if one of my children died so that you could be free from sin and sickness and poverty? And you said, well, I'm just going to take the forgiveness of sins part and, and, and I'll go on living in sickness and poverty. What would I think? I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't say, what a wonderful, humble person. They're so spiritual. They've chosen the part that matters. No, I'd be angry. I'd be grieved because of the high price I paid. I want them to experience the benefits of all of it. God wants you to experience the benefits of everything he purchased for you. So receive it by faith. On this resurrection day, receive it all by faith. So as I close this morning, I want you to let these words wash over you and remind you of God's heart toward you in every situation. I'm going to read Romans chapter 8, verse 32 in three translations. In the first one, in New King James, it says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Let that soak in for a second. In a paraphrase of the original Greek text, it says, Without hesitation, God abandoned his son to death for the redemption of mankind. This grace gift is all-inclusive. This leaves us without any excuse to feel lack or neglected. Amen? And in the message it says, If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst, by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely give for us? 
Amen. God wants you well. He wants you whole. He wants you prosperous. He wants everything for you that he purchased for you. So many times when you walk around with just part of the package, God wants you to have all the package. He purchased it for you. Every, every part of it. Let's stand together. We have the great privilege of celebrating today his resurrection, but it isn't so great if, if we don't avail ourselves of all of it. We don't take everything he's given to us. He gave everything so freely through Jesus Christ. I like that verse that we read in Galatians chapter um, 1, verse 3 and 4. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of God. It's God's will that you be delivered today and every day that you walk in freedom and power and in victory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Wow. This is a good crowd. We could go on. <laughs> Put you in your heart this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in his grace today and walk in victory.